Hey everyone and welcome to today's ladies room. I am Ashling and I am joined here with Dr. Teresa. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well, thanks. Um, today's chat is um, a little bit different. We're going to talk about body image and body shaming. This has really kind of come about... Um, you know, YouTube is really big right now, Instagram, Facebook, a lot of those social network sites. And we see a lot of this body shaming and trouble surrounding body image at the moment. And one of the people that comes to mind for me first off is this big Pilates guru. Her name is Cassie Ho. Mm -hmm. And she just did um, a video on this. It was a really, really great video, but she was getting like these crazy comments on her videos, because you know on YouTube, the way you can post mm -hmm. your comments. And there was just like the most mean things being said about her, like, how can you be a, a trainer? You're so fat, you don't have a thigh gap. You know, you've got back fat, you've got a poochy belly, you don't, you know, she's big into all the ab stuff. Yeah. So, and she, she didn't, ha she didn't and she's have. super fit and those actually aren't even true. She just doesn't look like a supermodel. Well, that's, She yeah. doesn't look like you know, fine. She actually looks really fit. She yes. is not big by anyone's standard. No. And she, she is very, very fit. I mean, yeah. I was telling you the other day, I used to do some of her, um, her workouts, which are actually really, really good. And she's so funny because, you know, I'm watching her on screen and I'm down on the floor and I'm doing all these crazy movements that she does. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, I was at the nail salon the other day and I wasn't sure whether to pick an autumn color or if I should go for a more poppy color. And there I am on the other side, like barely able to breathe, sweating balls doing her exercises. And she's just there like so carefree talking about nail varnish. So I, end <laughs> I ended up having to turn the volume down because it was like, I, I can't think about like, you know, trying to stay alive to the end of this workout and, and listen to Nail Varnish at the same time. But um, yeah, I have to say, if that was me, I don't think I would be able to deal with it as well as she did. She came out with this video and it was actually, it, it's a super YouTube video. If, if you go and have a look at it, you just type in Cassie Ho body shaming video. And she goes through, um, I think she uses Photoshop in it to, you know, make herself have a thigh gap. She makes her boobs bigger. She's Asian, so she mm -hmm. has, you know, smaller eyes. She made her eyes bigger. Um, you know, she flattened out her stomach. She, she did all this contouring on her body. And I think that nowadays we just have such a, we're so hard on people that don't look like, the ladies that we see nowadays in the magazines. The photoshopped ones? Right, yes. We're so hard on, on, non, on people who aren't Barbie? Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, it's perfect. crazy. Yeah. It is, it's very... And, and I, actually, I, I don't know, sorry. And it's pretty universal. That's yes. what's really unfortunate, is there's a lot of people doing that, that just because they feel like it's okay to do that, they have the problems their own but selves. I, I feel like if you're, if you're not a certain size these days, you're kind of branded as like disgusting. Well, did you see that The Devil Wears Prada movie? With Meryl Streep? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it was like, oh, you know, four is the new 10 or something like yes, that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the girl in it um, who, I, I, I don't know, I think she had some sort of like an eating disorder in it. And uh, I, I watched it ages ago, but I think she, she like starved herself for a while and then she was in hospital maybe and she was eating food and then she was just like stuffing her face then with these chocolate puddings. I'm not sure if that's the same movie, is it? The, the girl with the, the brown hair? 
I don't remember that. She was like an assistant in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I need to watch right. that movie again. Actually, I think that that, that was I, a good one. It, it was um, it was very different. There was a lot about the size in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot about being thin, and Anne Hathaway is, was you know, she? very slender. Yes, she and is. And it was sort of like you ate a bagel. I did like 15 years ago or something. It was like we don't eat things like that. We don't eat at all. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's a that's the fashion industry coming from that. Right. But you know, very few people are in the fashion industry, and women aren't just hard on um, other women, which they are. Yes. They're also very hard on themselves. Right. So yes. it can make um, trying to do this changing for good, looking at, um, I don't want to be on this dieting roller coaster for the rest of my life, up, down, up, down, hating myself, having a new goal, like a new thing, new thing, you know, that I want to fit into and feeling discouraged and hateful and nasty to myself. And I just see women doing and saying terrible words to themselves that they, they have really terrible, do. terrible, negative body statements that they make uh, to themselves uh, but every day, all yes. day long. I feel like it's some sort, it's it's like a disease. It's like a distortion of, of the mind, the way that, uh, you know, some ladies can speak to themselves like this. So, you know, I think it was you who said to me, I think you read it in a, in a magazine, that the average woman has 20 hateful thoughts a day. About, about her body. body. But a lot that's, that's conservative, average, right? I think. Like, I, I think it is conservative, and that's average. That is not taking into consideration that some women have literally almost that many thoughts in an hour. Right. They're just, their whole life is preoccupied with what they look like and why they hate how they look mm -hmm. so much. Um, so, one of the first things I always will tell um, women is, is that they go, but I'm revolting, I'm disgusting, I'm so fat. And I say fat probably a lot easier than most people that they're used to. Because mm -hmm. I just go, it's just fat. Right. It's fat. Mm -hmm. It's fat. It's yes. not... It's tissue. You know, not, <laughs> it's not nuclear warfare. Right. It's just fat. Your fat cells have extra fat in them. You're overfueled and probably undernourished. Mm -hmm. You have extra fat, so that's okay. Right. So, you know, you don't need to be ashamed of that. We what they what everyone's oriented to is towards losing weight mm -hmm. instead of stop gaining weight. Right. And it becomes very discouraging. That's how you end up on this roller coaster up and down. But looking in the mirror this way and despising yourself, pinching yourself, hitting yourself, that th these aren't uncommon behaviors. No. And it's really, really I just you know, you hear people it's just like I just hate my I just hate my and yes. this is you know, for women, they need to take a step back and understand that they're putting something, it's like, they, they say, well, of course I do. Anyone would hate it. It's disgusting. It's revolting. It's, right. But I said, but you wouldn't say that to a dog, like a puppy or that a was baby. fat, or a baby. Yeah. You wouldn't pinch them and go, I hate you, you little overstuffed, <laughs> disgusting thing, and I'm going to starve you to death until you look like a toddler. Right. Or, you know, it, it's like, it just... We wouldn't do that. We don't inherently look at them. We don't hate our dog and refuse to pet it. Right. Because the dog has some extra pounds. And mm -hmm. of course, if you live in America and you have a dog, the chances are they do. Because yes. we have a big, big problem with our dogs and our cats being quite 
significantly overweight. Right. And we try and feed them less, and then they beg, and they're very food preoccupied, and just mm -hmm. like how we are, because of course they're overfueled and undernourished, the right. same as we are. But we don't have, we don't hate them. We yeah. don't find them revolting or disgusting. But we can do that to ourselves. Absolutely, we do. And it to other people. And and we put it on other people. It seems. Um, you know, you just hear people saying, I can't believe she would go out like that. You know, yeah. I can't believe, like, how can she eat in public? How can, you know, we talk about um, the show Girls <gasps> is a really good example. Yes. Like, you kind of look at Le uh, Lena Dunham, and I really admire that. Oh, my god! But gosh. I couldn't do it yes. myself. Is like, I can't imagine the freedom of being... I'm so unselfconscious right. like that. She is the... It, it's quite funny, actually, because... Um, the, there's a group of them, so you have Hannah, mm -hmm. who, who Lena plays, and um, then you have um, Marnie, who is quite slender, she, she's, she's, you know, very slim. Then you have Shoshana, who is also very, very slim. Um, and then you have Jess, who is, she's pretty average. Um, but it's so funny to watch it because out of all of the girls, she is the one, Hannah is the one to take her clothes off the quickest. And I just think that, um, you know, the girl who plays it, Lena Dunham, and Dunham, is she is so comfortable with herself. It's actually an attractive quality. Mm -hmm. A lot of people might look at her and say, oh, you know, she's, she's not attractive looking because of her body shape. But I feel her confidence is super attractive yes. you know it's you know she she just has no inhibitions she just whacks it off to, you know her boobs are out on camera she doesn't care you know she's so comfortable with the with her other you know her fellow actors I mean it's amazing she's she's fantastic right like I don't see that very commonly in Caucasian women no I have friends and have had patients and things like that African-American women and a lot of times Latinas too, they're a lot more comfortable with their bodies in general. White, white women are way more right. critical and uptight. But you know, I've had friends that came into they're like, can you help me take a little bit of my tummy off? And you know, they, they weigh over 200 pounds. Yeah. And they're, you know, substantial, you know, girlfriends there, you know, they're big. Yeah. And they're like, but don't, I don't want to lose any of my booty. I want right. the booty to stay big. Right. You know, just yeah. like get a little bit of the belly off, but don't be messing with the booty because right now it's just perfect. You could, you know, hold a tray of drinks on yeah. <laughs> and they're so happy with that. Like they do not think it's attractive. They don't want it. It's infiltrating down through the cultures, but this um, obviously throughout history, um, having body fat, particularly body fat around your um certain parts of your belly and then your hips and thighs was a, it's a sign of fertility and definitely a sign of sexiness right. you know that it would be what would be unsexy is to be really skinny right that would yes. be that's why you were teased in high school was for having no curves and being bony mm -hmm. and um, if they say get your bony ass it means you look like an old woman right or you know it's like, like and of. it's like but not nice not right um, culture then is going to have a big effect on that. So we look and it's so effective. And when I look back at sort of like the women's movement and you know women would go it's like oh I'm so glad you know I'm not controlled with this barefoot and pregnant mm -hmm. thing of you know staying at home and I'm like but women today are so controlled by their body. Right. Their diet and what other women look like and comparing themselves all the time and falling short or thinking about it or just 
really, really consumed with what I think is a very, goes along with being a woman. It's right. part of being a woman. It's vanity. It's part of who we are. And it has its important reasons evolutionarily that we care mm. about our opinion. But when we turn it on ourselves and other women like this, it really means that we're spending a significant part of our life thinking about something that really is irrelevant. Right, yes, and I think that the problem has grown so much because, I mean, everybody has iPhones these days, or, uh, you know, if not an iPhone, you have some sort of a, a smartphone. You've got all of these apps on your phone, and, you know, Instagram has gained massive popularity in, in the last couple of years, and basically, with Instagram, you can go on somebody's account and, it, you know, it's just photos, so you, you have a profile and you can post up all these photos. I do and I don't like Instagram. I feel like it's a little bit narcissistic because people just, you know, they post photos. It's all me, selfie, me. selfie, selfie, yes, selfie, 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 like selfie, me, selfie, me, selfie. Me, 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 me. And I feel like, you know, young women, um, not just young women, you know, all types of women have Instagram, but especially it's kind of geared towards younger women. Um, and you can go and you can look at all these photos of like super fit people and models and it's all, you know, it's funny because nobody puts up a bad photo on Instagram. So you can go down through all Except these. Except for Lena Dunham. Well, she is totally comfortable, so <laughs> she does. And she is in, in the absolute minority in that sense. Mm -hmm. But um, nobody looks bad on Instagram. Nobody ever puts up a bad photo. So when you're going down through these photos, you're looking at women, you're looking at their bodies, and it's it can get so depressing. So I don't like to be on Instagram for that long because I kind of come away and I'm like, God, everybody's life seems so interesting and it's amazing and, you know, everybody has such great bodies and then, you know, you have all of these tags now. I don't know if, you know, you're familiar with like Fitspo and Fitspiration and FitFam and, you know, there's all of these new hashtags floating around and everybody's looking amazing and whenever I come off that I just kind of... Well, it's not everybody's <sighs> looking amazing. Like it's like everybody who looks amazing wants everyone to know how hard they've been working at looking amazing. Right, it's true, yeah. And yeah. that I think that it's great to want to look great. I yeah. really do. I think it's important, and um, but I think it sucks to think that you look great by making other people look not great. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's... Um, that's one of our, like our fatal flaws as women is we tend to feel better. We, you know, we don't like to be on the bottom. Right. I say, yes. as you know, you've heard my pyramid scheme. Yes. You know, that's usually refers to money. But it, for me, it refers to this gender thing where I say, if you put a whole bunch of men together, they are very comfortable having a lot of men across the bottom row jostling, knowing that there's the general, the one guy at the top. And all the jostling takes place like in the kernel level, right underneath of the general. They're trying to see who's going to angle to be the next one at the top. But all the ones at the bottom, all these guys, they're just, you know, like this all the time. Yes. You know, just like, they're like bumping shoulders up with each other. And they don't really mind that there's this crew of privates, you know, right. all on the bottom, as long as they know there's someone in charge. When there isn't someone in charge, that's more of a problem. Right. Women... And again, this is different when you have a mixed group, but when you have a group of women all together, so you look at you know where it's segregated by sex, I think of women as like an upside down pyramid. Mm. They do not like to be the low woman, and no. they will actually step on the low woman to push her down so well, they don't so have to be common. the lowest. Yes. And they do think that they, everybody should be, lots of women all at the top is perfectly comfortable, but 
you better not be the woman that sticks her head out of, you know, I always look at it as like the swimming pool. If you think you're climbing up that ladder outside of all of us, where we're all just floating around just with our little heads, all being equal and everything, mm -hmm. if you are going to take, you know, say, I'm separating myself from you, I am better than you, I'm getting up, we will all attack you and peck you to death. A right. hen pecking party. Because we aren't, we are remarkably comfortable with being at the top lots. Right. You know, we are comfortable being one of the best. And I keep saying, there's no such thing as one of the best. Right. Best means the best. Yes. And yeah. we're like, yes, but we can play with language because we don't like rules. We like guidelines better. And we're all one of the best. We like being in this group of women that you're sort of having this low level of competition shuffling amongst each other. Mm -hmm. But what we really don't want to be is that one on the bottom. Right. And we will sure. do anything not to be that one on the bottom. Right. And and I feel that it's, it's so damaging for women, men, not so much, but so damaging for women to feel like you're the one on the bottom. It feels like kind of everything starts to crumble a little bit, you know? Yeah. We, we, we think about things, we like we go deep into things. Right. And that's, that's one of our problems. We're kind right. of overthinkers in that right. way. We're overthinkers and we're much more effective and nuanced communicators. Mm -hmm. So you will have like, you'll be out with your date or your husband or something and there'll be like two women and two men and the two women will be saying the most nasty, hateful things to each other and the two men will be thinking they're friends and they're complimenting each other. Right. Like about their outfit and stuff. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. You know, yeah. and she's like, oh, how brave of you to wear that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'd never be so brave. You know, they're really nasty comments but they're right. couched in these things that sound like compliments and they're right. vicious and you know women are much better at that and I remembered uh, there's this old Seinfeld ap episode and uh, you know I saw it like not not horribly long ago like on a rerun I can't believe it's been around for so long but this is really still true right is that um, and I hope I'm telling it the right way so it was sort of this thing like between the, t the guys like George and Jerry and maybe the What's his Kramer? You know right. the boys, and then there's the girl, their friend um, Elaine. Right. <sighs> I'm stretching here. Okay. There's so there's the group of the guys, and then there's the girl. So the guys were talking about what guys do to each other when they're teenagers, and they were doing, you know, how do you torture another male? And they were doing. They said you do these atomic wedgies, which is you pull their underwear up from the back, really really hard and Ooh. painfully. It's, I know, sounds Ouch. awful. And then they also do these swirlies, like you dunk their head in the toilet and flush it. Like uh. flush that really, Ew. really. <laughs> and so Elaine was like, oh my God, that's so barbaric. That's so horrible. Right. I mean, it was like, that, that's just, oh, oh, oh. Right. And they're like, well, what do women do? And she goes, oh, we just tease each other into eating disorders. <laughs> yeah. And it, um, you think about it, and this is what the world has come to, all this focus on bullying. And that's one of the things I think it's really important to start talking about body images because when what we are doing is we're modeling behavior for young women right. coming up, yes. our daughters and other sure. women, of what's an acceptable thing to do. And... All this focusing on bullying at school, much of which was male traditional type of bullying yep. of like doing things like atomic wedgies and flushing their head down the toilet and, you know, stealing their lunch money or terrorizing them thinking you're going to beat them up. There's this focus on this zero bullying tolerance. But for females, 
the bullying can be much more subtle, hard to put your finger on. They can say, I didn't really say anything and get away with it, but be very, very, very cruel. Right. Very cruel. And on social media, it is really running rampant. Right. I know there was, well, actually there was an Irish, young Irish girl that came to America a few years ago and she was really young, like 13 or 14, and right. killed herself because of the bullying right, that was yes, going on on Facebook, yes, I which was this. bullying, but it was really just these these nasty comments that yes. they would write, uh, getting up and being hateful to her. Yeah, and after that, it, it kind of snowballed a little bit. I know that there was um, a lot more instances where um, young women were doing that, and again, for girls, and I know this happens to guys too, but it, it, it's a little bit more common for girls, I think. It just runs very, very deep and there, you know, there's a saying that the pen is mightier than the sword. So for the guys, like, you know, you can take a, a bit of Jocelyn and, you know, horseplay and, you know, it might be a little bit more than that sometimes, but those comments never really go and they cut deeper and deeper and deeper. You start thinking about them a lot more and it's super dangerous. And I think that, you know, with all this social media, um, this is where it starts to get dangerous. You start to take yourself down this road into eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia, um, and it, it is, it's it's super dangerous, but the, you know, the people that are doing this don't realize, or maybe they do, there, maybe there are some psychos out there, sociopaths, um, that they don't realize the effect that this, the knock-on effect that this has on women. Right, and I don't think that mothers realize how much they're influencing what happens with their daughter mm. by their own self-hatred in front right. of this. Like, you can't really tell your daughters, like, you wanna say is like, oh, I think you're beautiful the way you are. Really? Then why do you say how much you hate yourself right. and you're a sinner than me? And you make it seem like that's the only thing in the world and you look at every bite I eat and go, are you sure you wanna eat that? I'm j it's just my concern for you. Right. And then you yes. say, oh, I think you're beautiful and I love you the way you are. But they know that you don't love yourself. So how could you love someone? You're saying the most important thing in your life is you know, what size you are today. Right. And it's, we have to have some sense of acceptance mm -hmm. while we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on with us that's making us overeat. You know, as a, uh, women have a lot of problems with this because they do want to say, I um, eat almost nothing and I'm huge, but then there's a substantial point saying, I know why I'm huge because, and they're not even huge, but I know why I'm doing this is because I'm, because I eat all the time or I eat too much or I eat the wrong things. Right. And we have to start to understand why do they want to? Because the only thing they can think of is because they are lacking in character. Right. And then they try and push this on their children and they wonder like why they have that. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna have all the repercussions that come along with that, which is with um, young girls is that they're, you're gonna have difficulties with their relationships, particularly with men of feeling that they're not worthy because they're just simply too unattractive and they have to accept everything and anything right. just because of their appearance, because of the size of their thighs. Right. And I, I remembered um, talking about this to someone on a, maybe a few too many glasses of wine evening, <laughs> you know, and I was sitting there and, you know, I had to listen, I was listening to a man go on and on about, you know, this problem with men and how they check out their penis length to each other. And right. like, there's all this <laughs> yes. concern about how big your penis is. And I was like, okay, really, it's, I understand. 
I do understand there's some competition, but you know, realistically, you guys are competing in sport and things. Can you really be staring at all this? And you know, it changes with shrinkage in the water, to quote the Seinfeld thing. And right, or, you know, <laughs> like there's this obsession with this. And I and I said, well, they said, but you know, women are like that. I said, are you kidding me? I can like, I can tell you something that happened to me when I was 17 years old. Yes, and I will never forget it. And I can describe it to you, and you will feel it. I was sitting with a sort of semi-acquaintance, getting ready to go to a party, and we were all out there like a group of girls, right. and she looked at me and flicked her eyes over me, you know, that way, that flick up and down, right. and she goes, I just have one word to say to you, sleeves. And oh. I can still feel it today, and it was, you know, wow. <laughs> like decades ago. Wow, what a devil woman. Sleeves. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you think that you worry about the size of your penis? Let me tell you, my bingo wings were not exposed. And I was 17, 17. for Christ's sake. You know, that, that, you know, oh, the, you know, they're just too big and round and made fat hanging underneath of them or whatever. That I, I have one word to say to you sleeves. That's right out of Mean Girls. It is, but Mean Girls is Mean Girls because there are so many Mean Girls. Right. Jesus, that's that's terrible. That must have made you feel horrible. Horrible. And, and I, I didn't even like think she was mean. All I could think about was how huge my arms were. For the rest and of the then, night. Oh and my then, God, I've exposed them. And people have been having to suffer through looking at them. Right, yeah. For you know, years while I went out in tank tops but, or something. But that's the thing with women. They, they start going through all of these scenarios in their head and then they start to obsess about it and then, you know, just manifest this crazy, these crazy thoughts in their head. That's what women do. You know, that's why it's so dangerous. It, it has such an effect. And as you could, you know, that was when you were 17 and you still feel, you can still dig up the feeling right now from the way that you felt exactly when she said it to you. Isn't that insane? Right, and you know, it's a funny thing. The, the flip side is, is that women can be that way to each other. And even ones that you're close to can it's just a, it's a it's a challenging relationship. Right. But we often go to the men in our life like just tell me. Yeah. You know, and really all we want to hear is you look beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the amazing thing is to men that love us, we do. They do not understand what right. we see. And I always love I um, told you. I think I, I might have been the one to play that song for you that um, Eric Clapton song you look wonderful tonight. I'm like, yep, yes. that's just what every woman wants actually, to feel like. Yeah, I want to sit at my dressing table and comb mm -hmm. out my hair and know that my man, you know, my man is looking at me, and that is actually what he's really feeling. He's not saying it. Right. He's really feeling it. He's yeah. mystified that I have all of these huge number, a laundry list of complaints about things in my body right. and my looks, and he's looking at me and, you know, with love yes and I look beautiful to him yeah. and then uh, you see this and it that's what love is all about and you watch the couples that stay together for you know uh, we have mutual friends they've been married over 50 years you know right my dog breeders we go and it's like oh my god he they he just looks at her like the woman I've loved for more than 50 years right. yes and 
all they want to do is still be together. My parents, my dad died a couple years ago and it was really, really tragic. And I used to tell people all the time, my mom and dad, like, you wouldn't get it. They're like oldie weds. Right, yes. Uh, they're oldie weds. Like, they treat each other. My dad was constantly going as, look at your mother. Isn't she the most beautiful woman in the world? He totally meant it. Oh, isn't that so nice, though? It is. And it's, it's very wonderful when you have someone like that. But you know what? I hear so many women, when they hear someone do that to them, and they go, oh, no, I'm not. Look at all these things are wrong. And they just get tired of it. Right. They yes. get tired of talking about diets. They get tired of being stomped on. They get tired of saying, honestly, tell me what you really think. And then, then if they say something, they get, oh, I hate myself, you know, and they get all the repercussions. Why are you buying me candy? You know, why yeah. are you doing all this? It is true. They do. The, the men who love us can be horrible saboteurs, though. Oh, I totally understand. Yes, I... They're, they're like, yeah. but you love candy. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I actually... Um, my boyfriend, like, I love chocolate, by the way, and I'm a chocoholic, but I can't eat it now because it's actually great because I'm off dairy, so I can't gorge myself in lint chocolate. I don't know if you get lint chocolate in America, but it is, like, the creamiest, best most sweet, delicious Morris chocolate ever. And he knows that I love it. So um, it was actually great when I came off dairy. I it, it wasn't that now I was saying, oh look, I'm trying to watch my weight, this is it. It was like, I can't have it now because I'm not on dairy. And he's like, oh, but like, you love chocolate. And it's great because he used to buy it for me all the time. And it wasn't out of, you know, like being a feeder or trying to sabotage me on purpose. It was because I know you love this and I like to see you enjoy yourself when you eat this. So yes, there are, you know, men out there uh, that, that love their girlfriends and wives and, and buy them chocolates and stuff. But it's it, it, it comes from a place of love. It's, it's not, you know, there are some people out there that, you know, they're kind of feeders in that way. But most of the men buy their, their women chocolate and stuff because they, they just know that they like it. It's, it's not like... And then, you know, then there is, like, not everyone's fortunate like that. And mm -hmm. they have a male in their life who is very cruel. Right, yes. Because they say, you let yourself go because you don't care of about me anymore. Of course there are, yes. And then, what do you mean, let yourself go? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting older, just like you. Apparently, men don't let themselves go. They yeah. just mature. So, this is really a problem, and women take this to heart. And they try hard, it doesn't work, and then they give up. Right, yes. And it they give up because it doesn't work. People keep yeah. telling them to work, like, go to the gym, get a personal trainer, be on a diet, and they do it and they lose, and then it comes right back again. Right. And then they're a failure. And they don't want to keep going through those things. But when we go through these this body image and body shaming, if we're going to change, and I think that the change is possible and over the long run, you know, we have to get used to that. That's, you know, I always said is like your two programs you teach, um, Booty camp is for the flat tummy mummies that aren't quite ready. Mm -hmm. First, they're like, I need to lose weight before I lose right, weight. Right, yeah, we call that the, the jump start. <laughs> right, the yeah. jump start. And that's all fine, but it, it's um, this fear of it's not intense enough. It's not painful enough. I'm not suffering enough. I'm right. willing to suffer. And they're already suffering. Mm -hmm. That it's really about changing for good. Can you find this place in your life? It's like, I don't want to, I don't want my problem to be 
that I just can't stop gaining. I want to lose weight. Right. So they just aren't in that place, but then as they go through booty camp, they start to get in that place. A right. huge part of it comes from some sense of acceptance. And um, we do, as women, need to be more accepting. Mm -hmm. It's around, we've got to stop this loathing and revulsion. You don't need those strong, horrible, right. disgusting words like that. And as I said, fat is really laden. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have a lot of um, I have a lot of gay friends, and you know, they 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 uh, I had a gay wedding at my house not too right. long ago. Yes. Good friends of mine, and uh, you know, um, of both. Uh, but more male gay friends, I have more male gay friends. Um, I had a lot of clients, but it's just, I don't know, over the years they've sort of accumulated. And we like talking about this, and I say, you know, I have watched over time where it's become more and more acceptable to be homosexual and out and have a boyfriend and mm -hmm. living together and married and um, gay marriage and things like that that it's much more acceptable. But they're very political and activist, which is great, and I admire that. Right. However, I say it is not nearly as hard. It's kind of fashionable to be gay. It is not fashionable to be overweight. Right. And I yes. say that because I don't want to use the F word. Right. Because to say fat is literally the worst thing you can say to someone. It is, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's such a stingy word. And it's become stingy, and it shouldn't be stingy. Right. Because it's just fat. It's just adipose. Well, I, you know, I read something funny. Um, you know, you have fat, and you have fingernails. Just because you have fingernails, you don't call somebody fingernails. You know. I think I said that to you. I think yeah. that was like, a, I yeah. think I said that, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Was, that was actually quite uh, brilliant. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm so glad you reminded me. I've completely forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. You don't call, you don't call somebody fingernails. Yeah. You're not fingernails. Yeah. You have fingernails and you have fat. And yeah. we have to accept that our fat is actually part of ourselves. Right. So you, like people are like, I'm going to war with my fat. And I'm like, that means you're going to war, war with, with yourself. yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. it is part of you mm -hmm. and it's just hoarding. Like right. You're just hoarding because some reason your body thinks you need to hold on to that. Right. Because it doesn't trust you to feed it. No. Yeah. And why should it? Because we don't feed ourselves properly. Right. Yeah. You know, we do these weird dieting behaviors and they aren't working. But they do work for somebody because it's people making money off of our misery. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, th we have all of these ads now, these pop-up ads, um, and they're they're rampant. Like, I see these um, these ads for, they're not goji berries, but like, you know, these acai berries. It's like burn fat in 28 yes. days with these berries. And they know exactly what to say because they hit on all of your emotional buttons. And they know that you're probably in a bit of a bad state, you're a little bit desperate and they, they can they can hit all of your little emotional buttons and you're frantic looking for a solution and generally the people who, who are in a bad place with their body image, they will go and they'll do all of these things. They'll do the, the detox, the, the berry detox, the, the shakes and then, you know, the, they'll have a, done all of these diets, maybe like eight, ten diets and Unfortunately, after all of that, they're they're in a in a worse place again after all of that because every time you come off a diet and then you know you have a rest period after a diet, you gain 
and then some. Mm -hmm. You bring friends every single every time. Every single time, yeah. And then, you know, when you kind of stop on that cycle, you can't it's, lose those pounds. Yes, it's it's like it's they like, can't get lost. What does that even mean? Right. Yeah. Well, you can't lose weight. Where right. does it go? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we we, we say <laughs> you you use fat. You don't lose fat. Right. You have to you have to use your reservoir. I I always like to think of it as a reservoir. Yeah. I have a reservoir. Um. So you have to tap into that reservoir and start to. I I think of it in my head as having a tank like this. Mm -hmm. So I need to come down. Right. On my tank. And we really do. We also like to say we like to release weight. Right. Because a lot of times our body's holding on to it for what? a reason, and we need yes. to be a little bit of a detective to find out what kind of factors are going mm. on that are making us our fat stores locked down so you can't access yeah. that reservoir. I agree. And I think after every kind of crash diet or crash uh, or diet cycle that we go through, the way that I have it in my head, like I have all of these little fat stores, and every time that you go through one of these 28 days or two month plan thingies, it's like you get another piece of duct tape and you stick it on the yeah. fat cell and then you do another one and then you stick it on again yeah. it's like that's not going anywhere yeah. and then you stick it on again so it, it, it kind of reinforces it every time it, it locks it down even more every single time you do another one of these crazy right. diets absolutely and um, it's what we're willing to do to ourselves mm -hmm. but not willing mm -hmm. he was like oh I just wish I had the willpower to starve. Yeah, that's what everybody says. And I was like, yes. What? Are you kidding? We don't have the willpower to starve. That wouldn't make sense. It's like saying, I wish I had the willpower to die because right. that's what starving is. Right. Like, I just wish I could will myself. I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to look good. I'm like, well, then stop saying starving mm -hmm. because that is not what you need willpower for. So. It, 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 the willpower is needs to be translated to skill power, as I said before, is that you're lacking right. skills, and this is what the problem, or, you know, when I talk about fasting, it's like won't power, but when, um, you know, I wrote a little booklet, uh, Fasting Fridays, right. you know, that yes. we, to, like, every Friday, the 24 hours of mm -hmm. food-free interval, and sometimes you have to work your way up to it, but it was so difficult with women. First, there's the entire, complete fear. Mm -hmm. which I don't understand from women, of which we know several of, who are willing to just drink these calorie drink, which right. is just a fast, yes. you know, the shake or whatever they call it, which is not a shake. It's like mm -hmm. this powder and water and chemicals all well, mixed together. Well, we have a, a mutual friend who did this lipotrim fast. Yes. Which is and like a European thing. They don't have that here in America. Oh, they don't? No. I'm sure they have some sort of a, an they have equivalent. Like, they have, we have equivalents and things that we go through. But we do have all of these, like, drink your drink instead of eating food. Right. And that you basically are fasting with this, like, magic elixir. Right. And it's it's terrible because I, I was in her house and I was having a look at these sachets. And I was really uh, intrigued as to what all of these uh, little bits of replacements were that they right. say are everything in the... Everything you need. Everything you need is in this sachet. So I was like, hmm. I was like, let me have a look at that sachet. So I, I picked one up and I had a look at the back. And lo and behold, what did I see? Vegetable oil. There was vegetable oil in it. I mean, they... And then they have like all these chemical There's vitamin powders. Yes. Like, you and they're like, cheap. They're just yes. awful. It's like yeah. ground up rocks and That's what petroleum yeah. bry products. You might I'm as like, well be do you know it's like, yeah. yeah. It, and it doesn't matter because really all they're doing is fasting. But they're not fasting. They're going, well, I'm having my drink. And right. I'm like, 
But that is basically what you're doing as you go through with this. And the fasting, I say, you don't have to do all of it at once. Like, I'm not saying starve. Mm -hmm. I'm saying just the opposite. So they, it's really strange because I will say you're only, you know, I only want you to do it for this 24 hours so there isn't one day where you go without a meal because um, my fast is, uh, you would have your meal, like it would be breakfast, mm -hmm. or let's say your meal that you chose to have was dinner. And if uh, one night you ate your dinner at six, mm -hmm. then the next night you would be able to go, so you ate from six to seven, you just have to go to that period of time and go 24 hours without food because you could still have dinner then the following right. night. But it doesn't really matter about the interval. What the point of fasting isn't to go without calories mm -hmm. for a day because what we, it, it doesn't work that way in our body. It's to practice saying not yet. It's to exactly. experience hunger in a controlled way and understand in fact you are the opposite of starving. Mm -hmm. You are hungry. Right. Exactly. You are just hungry. Yeah, and th that's that's one thing that I... I and you can tolerate yes. a little bit of hunger. Yes. And you need to tell your body that you are going to feed it, mm -hmm. not when you are skinny, right. but at a certain time. Right, yes. Like, And then we will have not a gorge fest, mm -hmm. but a reasonable, usual meal. Right. So it's actually not a very good behavior for people who can't control a single meal for themselves. Yes. Like get your plate, put food on it, plan out what you're going to eat, take a picture of it and send it to all your friends. Right. I, I feel like the fasting thing, um, you know, it takes a little while to get into it for some people and that's absolutely fine. But I feel with the, you know, I do quite a bit of fasting when I'm on a good routine and I'm a good schedule, but I, I have to um, go through a few steps to do that. I have to make sure that I am well set up to do fasting because here's the thing with fasting if you go into um, an intermittent fast and mm -hmm. you're not set up properly and you don't really have a plan and let's say you do your your 24 hour fast I mean some people like to do 19 hours 20 hour fast that's fine but if you go into it um, without a plan and then you have your you know some people call it like a, a window mm -hmm. to, to have their meal maybe yes. like an hour or an hour and a half I feel like, uh, you know, that's when you're at your most uh, dangerous point, I guess, to, to have a binge. Yes. So, you know, y y with the intermittent you fasting... You do have to plan you ahead. You certainly do have to plan ahead. You don't want to, like, hit the your house with a full refrigerator. Oh, and y y do the thing where, you know, don't plan to have a meal that takes a long time to cook. I mean, you can, you can uh, do crock pots. Uh, you can do batch cooking. I mean, if you do right. this, and on you a should Sunday. have the Shrek meal. Right. You should sit down and like set your table and set up and actually eat. Right. That is not the time to just open the refrigerator and go, "What is in here or, for me?" You know, when things are cooking, this this is why I say not to cook a big long meal or a meal that takes a lot of time to cook because I don't trust myself uh, during cooking time. So like, I'll be I'll be doing this. And I'll be I'll be grabbing mm -hmm. bits and pieces because when some when people are listening, so we they can't see you. What she's doing is she's like picking here, little nibble here, <laughs> yeah. little grazing. Like, oh, I just have I'm a teeny tiny nibbles. little little nibbles, a little bite right. here and there. Like a, yeah. a, a, a bite doesn't count, right? Because the smells 
they they get you hungry because when yes. you when you fasted that long, when you can you know like a dog starts to salivate, that that happens. You start producing all of this saliva, and you, you do you you start to get really really hungry. So definitely for sure, I would say plan it out properly or else you're kind of setting yourself up a little bit for for disaster because you would be amazed at how many calories you could consume in that in that window it's it's right. easy to it's very to easy and then comes the shame yes the binge the shame yeah right and that kind of gets us back to where we're going is is mm. that a lot of this shame over our weight is really shame over our lack of control right and a lot of the problem with the eating disorders is that there is a need for control. Right. So we see this, and we should be doing a podcast coming up on like the variety of eating disorders, but a lot of it comes from this feeling like food controls us rather mm. than we control food. Yep. And the first step, just like the first step to this shaming, is to stop doing it to yourself and to other people, but is to understand that food does control us. Right. Like it does every animal, because it means survival. So we do have to acknowledge its place, mm -hmm. but we also have to understand how our body works. So yes, we are having hunger pangs, mm -hmm. but we are not starving. We are having hunger pangs, and they're painful. Pangs are painful. But you always, you never need a snack because you always have one with you because your liver has this yep. glycogen, like it's the stored sugar, and there's some in your, there's enough to run from the tiger. Mm -hmm. Most of us have, you know, enough to go for quite a while. It's just that we don't want that one. We don't want that snack. Right. Th we don't want the apple. Yes. We want the Cinnabon. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, what we need and what we want get blurred. Mm -hmm. But when you give in, to your wants or your needs and you do something that you feel shows that you don't have character or you feel someone's voice in your head or you feel someone's eyes flicking over you and then saying I have just one word sleeves right it feels like the bite in your mouth it's very very shameful and you have to hide and you you just there's just a lot of self-loathing it's really terrible and I, I think um in that moment, it, there there's a lot of shame, but I feel when when people do that, you know, they're, they're automatically trying to make up for it in their head saying, okay, no, I'm going to work really, really hard. I'm going to go to the gym. Um, I'm going to make sure that I'm, you know, not going to let this catch up on me. And then lo and behold, they don't make it to the gym or they don't fulfill what they promised themselves in their head and then it gets worse again right. then that shame is reinforced later on again and then it just it just falls into a big shameful depressing cycle for people well and I, I think that one of the things like I, I actually like to close up on this because I think it's important sort of that our food for thought as we said right. which is that one of the things we do that's the opposite of the shaming is we look at a person and say, well, they have a great body, so mm -hmm. they're not allowed to feel bad about their body. Right. And it's all relative. So we look at, you know, I actually look in the world and realize stars, you know, celebrities that have the most beautiful bodies probably have much more body anxiety than I do. Right. Because everyone's looking at them. I remember... Um, you know, there was the whole Jessica Simpson and her pants. 
oh. where even the president was talking about it. It's like, yeah. really? I mean, do we need to have this level of scrutiny afterwards? As soon as you said that, I, I actually know exactly the picture you're talking about because that was massive. She was wearing that black tank top yes. with the cheetah belt and yes. the bell bottoms. Yes, yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was on stage. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. I know what you're talking about. And you'd think that she weighed 400 pounds. She didn't look bad at all. No, she didn't. And she's like... One of the most beautiful, she was like the most beautiful person in the, right. the world the year before, you know, like in some poll or magazine. And, you know, all these downloads and all these people thinking about her. Like, but do you think that things like that bother her? I'm sure that, that she is more bothered and has more anxiety. I'm sure that have, that's super upsetting. I have worked with clients. I have friends that are like dancers, ballerinas. They are, they are they can't get away from the obsession of their body right. and everyone looks at it as like I'd kill to have your body yeah. and they really feel ready to kill themselves they are examining every lump and bump on their body and they literally do not see their body realistically right That's because they're sure. very hard on it so you can't look around and say they have no right to have their feelings about their body right we really just have to start off and say we have to have a, lo a higher level of body acceptance and women you're smart stop hiding behind that I'm allowed to say things like that because it's just for the good of her health right and you know, that is ridiculous yeah you don't need to shame people into not eating right and I think that it's, it's also important to understand that all women have the same thoughts you know so th these women who who from the outside look like they have a great life they have a great body um, you know we automatically think like oh well they have it all and I have nothing like Britney Spears is another great example mm -hmm. of this you know I was obsessed with her when I was younger when she was really really big when you know she did hit me baby one yes. more time and she had all of those great hits and then you know as I got older and as Britney got older obviously um, it came out that she suffered extremely badly with bulimia and she came out I think it was in some interview where she said that she would drive to McDonald's at like some ridiculous hour like let's say like 2 a.m. and she would go and she would get all of these burgers and you know her, her fries and everything and she would have like a big massive binging session and then throw it all up again so from the outside you're thinking oh Britney Spears amazing oh my god I, I, I wish I was her that's mm -hmm. you know she's gorgeous she's this she's that what a body but she has her own struggles too so I think it's really important to 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 know that too that you know there's the, a lot of struggling there with everybody yes with absolutely everybody so again with all these photos on Instagram and Facebook and and, and on the television it's I suppose it's it's a little bit comforting to know that you know nobody's perfect no and that it's a big struggle these days weight is a big struggle it we is. don't really understand why and it's very complex but people are often doing the best they can and then you say oh yeah well I saw them and they were just eating and eating and eating I'm like well at a certain point they just give up right because it didn't work right you know and they were like at least I might as well eat because at least I should have some pleasure because apparently I'm never going to look decent mm. right so they uh, again we go through this we suffer we women are using so much of their talent and their ability like thinking about um, uh, our appearance and I wish women would say it's okay to think about your appearance but we're really obsessed about certain things as far as weight especially in certain places now let's talk about the flip side and I did say that I wanted to wrap up but I do need to say this before we go, which is how about when you have a group of women and then one of your friends is 
very successful right. and looks totally fab, right. what do we all do? We attack her. It's that right. whole upside down pyramid thing. Right. It's she is not allowed. So what do we do? We go, you could have a nacho. You have eat look how much you've lost. Right. Eat this. Have a bite of dessert. The saboteurs it's come like out. we have to saboteur. The, yeah. All the frenemies come out. Right. Because we think if she could do it, then we should be able to do it. And we're not quite ready to do it. Well, we're very ready to complain about it, but right. we're not quite ready to do it. And we haven't been found a way to be successful, yet here's this evidence that someone in front of us is successful. Right. It's it's women feel threatened by it. it. It's threatening. So, you know, it, it's kind of like, why won't you eat this? Or, you know, are you on a diet? That right. that's that, Do that's you want us to feel bad? Right. You know, like couldn't you just have this one? You right. know, it's like it and we're so susceptible to that group feeling. So that's the other thing. Curb your tongue and don't say the nasty thing. And also curb your tongue when someone is managing and they're working hard at it to not you know, undermine them because it makes you feel uncomfortable. When you're ready, you'll be ready, and we don't really have all the answers. If we did, there wouldn't be 20,000 diet books on Amazon. There wouldn't be all these personal trainers and gyms. It, we've, we're really struggling, and we don't even have all the answers. Right. So we... But we can certainly But we help. can still support each other. Right. That's what we're born, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And so in body shaming and body images, look at your own body, Grow to accept it. It's your fat right now. You can't do battle with it. Right. You don't necessarily have to accept it, but you have to accept it for a time as we're trying to figure out what can be done about it. Right. And that what I love to see and the thing I hate the most is you see a woman that is heavy. Right. Right. With beautiful clothing, beautiful nails, beautiful hair and makeup. And then you hear someone make these snide comment about why should she even bother? Right, yes. As yeah. if she's not even allowed to like herself. Right. That she should be forced to hate herself. Right, yeah. And I have heard it many, many times. Mm -hmm. Why should she even bother? And I think that that comes kind of from like, you know, being a little bit on, like, why can't I, why can't I be like that? Why can't I do that? You Why know, can't I be happy with how I look or treat myself too. or look good? So, you know, when we do flat tummy, mommy, this is really about is the goal isn't to lose weight. Right. The goal is to look great. And That's in it. your journey to losing weight, which often happens along there, is you can look great the whole way along. Right. You can start looking great tomorrow. Right. That's it. Exactly. And the you have to feel like you can look great before it's even a possibility. Right. So we hope that, you know, we think you look great. Yes. And we support you doing any of these things. Like just stand up straight, be a little bit more proud, curb the, your tongue to, before the nasty comment right. comes out to you or to anybody else. And it, this is all a process. Getting comfortable with yourself, you know, getting yourself into, you know, a, a decent shape that you're comfortable with. It's it's a process. So, you know, in, instead of wasting time kind of looking at all these other people, you can start to work on you tomorrow. Yes. Or right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Do it right now. Yes. And, um, you know, Teresa and I are here to help everybody uh, answer questions. You know, we, we love to help people. Right. Um, and we certainly don't like people who hate, you know, hate themselves. And we, we try and get people out of that, uh, that whole cycle because it's a big, vicious 
vicious right. cycle for women. So we try and pull you out of that and, and show right. you this is the path you want to go down. There is a way to wellness. For sure. And it isn't a W-E-I-G-H. Right. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. It is, it is a process and it is absolutely doable and it's all about changing for good. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, I thought today, I really liked having today's podcast. I think it's a very important one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little self-reflection to come as like, have you been a mean girl? Like, do we really need to look back? And maybe the mean girl's been just to yourself, but yeah. that is the most important one. Again, people hear you. Think about your daughter. Think about the other women. Right. It's like you're telling them that this is the only important thing in the world. That is your message. That is the message right. you want to leave mm -hmm. is that that your weight, a number on a scale, is your worth. Right, exactly. And I feel like everybody's been a bit of a mean girl uh, at one time in their life because mean girls are everywhere. Um, but, you know, know that your mean words have a big knock-on effect on other women. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the, the pen is mightier than the sword and, and nobody right. forgets words. And don't think you can't do anything because you can. Just don't do that. That's sure. the first step. So... Well, that's it for today, I think. Yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. so much for, for having a chat with well, us about you. that. thank you. I think this is really important to talk about. For you know, sure. It's like we get it out there and, and acknowledge it and, you know, take baby steps towards resolving this. It's not good. Absolutely. Well, it's a problem that can be fixed for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So and you go, Cassie Ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the bomb. I love you, by the way. Um, okay, well, thanks, everybody, for listening today. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you're interested in listening to more of our little chats, then please um, check out our other podcasts. And uh, I hope you enjoy those, too. So from Teresa and I, thanks so much. And we'll see you soon. Take Bye care. Bye for now. Bye.